This episode is sponsored by Glover Daniels Research. Glover Daniels Research delivers fast and flexible recruitment research solutions to leading multinational companies and executive search consultancies around the world. They're able to deliver first-class results on your executive search assignments in a fraction of the usual time, which can also save you money. Go to gdresearch.com to find out more and start talking to them today. Hey everyone, welcome back to Recruiters Live Lounge where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. And in today's Live Lounge, our special guest is Mr. Gary Deiter. And Gary is the CEO of IT Works Recruitment Inc. based in the USA. Um, just a little bit of background on Gary. Gary, I've known for a number of years uh, and worked with Gary and trained his teams, etc. Gary's worked in recruitment for just under 10 years now. He started, it's one of those real uh, almost rags to riches story, if he doesn't mind me saying this, but he started as a trainee recruitment consultant in the firm that he's working now. So he started off all those years ago as a trainee of a raw rookie at IT Works based in the UK. But within two years, he started to develop new markets, grow teams, uh, you know, flex that management skill that he had. And he was finally promoted to ops director. He moved to the United States in May 2014. He set up the new IT Works Recruitment Inc., and was made the CEO of, of that company. The good news is, is today, Gary's built a team there of 10 consultants, and the business is in excess of 1.5 million US dollars GP in their first full year. That's an absolutely phenomenal story, Gary. How are you? How's it going? Great. Um, life is good. We're over here in Atlanta. Um, so far cry from 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 Preston. I, I can't imagine what the weather's like out there at the moment. But we'll, see. <laughs> we'll check. We'll check with Preston later. But um, <laughs> Gary, this sorry, Gary. Gary, tell us something um, just about the, the the you and and the work that you guys do out there um, over in Atlanta. So I mean, IT Works Recruitment. We were born from IT Works Recruitment Limited in the UK um, back in 2004. We grew that team to what is now five businesses. Um, we've got IT Works Recruitment Limited, the original, um, IT Works MyTech, IT Works Inc, uh, IT Works Health, and IT Works Agility Resourcing, um, all specializing in the world of niche IT, um, all except Agility, who specialize specifically in finance in the northwest of the UK. Um, and I set up here in 2014, as you said, uh, moved over in May last year, May 14. Um, and essentially, our, our model, um, we, we sit under um, IT Works Resource Group now. So we rebranded the whole business, uh, reorganized and created a group structure. And each of those, uh, let's say, managing directors of each of the businesses that I mentioned all now have a meaningful stake. Um, we're replicating that over here. We've essentially set up the, 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 the brand is essentially the same yeah. uh, under the same model that, that, that we left there. Um, you know the key the key people here at IT Works Inc. as they as we go through this journey and 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 success so far, um, hope, you know they have all shine if they all shine and they want to have a meaningful stake in their business. Um, that's uh, that's what we'll be doing. Um, we specialise in niche IT recruitment. We're not a generalist IT recruiter. Um, 
We specialize in tier two ERP systems, laboratory information management systems, um, Salesforce. That's one of our, our, our kind of new markets. Um, although Salesforce has been around a long time, it's still, um, I think, there are niches within Salesforce. Sure. Uh, and we also specialize, uh, we will be specializing in our health market in the next uh, six months. So... Gary, you know something, a phenomenal story over there, but also just your personal story. And that's why I wanted you to be in the in the live lounge today. Um, I, I always find it inspiring when I meet people that have gone from rookie to senior positions, you know, generally rookie up to senior consultant or manager. But to go from rookie and end up CEO, managing director, you know, director leading a division, cutting new territory, uh, I think is a phenomenal achievement in a relatively short space of time. So, look, we're really pleased to have you here, Gary. Are you ready to answer some questions? I am. Let's do it. Good. Okay. Gary, you know, in Recruiters Live Lounge, we like to kick off with um, the interviewee's favourite success quote. What's yours? Um... My, I wrote a few down actually, boy, in, 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 ready, in, in ready for this, really. Sure. Uh, I think the biggest one for me is be the best you can be. Uh, you'll hear that so many times in films, and people will say that to you. But, you know, I've come from a background of, of a failed footballer, um, a quite competitive individual, didn't really have much direction in terms of what I wanted to do sure. once the career ended. Um, yes, I've not always been this heavy. Um, but, <laughs> You know, I, I, and I've always stood by that pretty much on everything I do since moving into recruitment. You know, I've I've met a lot of good people like yourself and uh, you know the Gavin Inghams and, and and you know the Dan and the Dan's of this world. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've I've sucked as much information and as much as I could from you guys and people like yourself um, to help me try and find my direction, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned my story there. My story is quite good, actually. I mean, the more I hear about it, the better, really. I don't really see it. But, um, I mean, I, I came over from Ireland, met my girlfriend, moved over from Ireland in, in 2005, I think it was, and um, didn't have a clue about recruitment. I was working in supply chain, um, and nobody really had a clue about recruitment. Got recruited by, by IT Works, and, um, and I won't lie, I think like most people in the world of recruitment who get into recruitment, their attitude is, well, I'll try it see what it is. I mean, the job doesn't care if you try it or if you like it, right? So um, so I tried and tried, but I'm one of these guys that will give it my all, be the best I can be, and, and you know, uh, we'll go through through the questions, I'll answer a lot of them, but yeah, I, I've gone from recruiter uh, or trainee recruiter to being the highest biller in the company. Um, that's since been overtaken, which, which is good, that's good. Um, you know, and in, in, in during recession times of 2008, we still grew and I grew. Um, you know, to the point where I managed a team, developed a team, found new markets, uh, developed those markets, right through to manager, mentor, trainer, um, ops director, and as you said, now yeah, I'm I'm living the dream a little bit. Um, but but the thing is, it's it's a dream that everybody can have. That's that's the cool thing about recruitment. You know, it's uh, you know the, the more you show intent, the more that you want it, the more that you know, if you become, you'll hear me say time and time again, become a student of your market. I'm always a student of my marketplace, whether that be as a CEO or as a, a recruiter, because I'm still very hands-on. I like to be hands-on. Sure. Um, you know what, Gary, I, I, I really echo that as well. I've known you a number of years now, and um, I'm sure you won't mind me saying, but whenever 
you know, I've done uh, training sessions for your teams, um, you know, all the teams that you've managed and, and directed. One of the keenest students in that room is you. You know, I'm almost, we've, we've, we've almost had to have conversations. I'm saying, okay, Gary, you're answering all the questions. Give these guys a bit of a chance. And that kind of just reflects that, you know, be the best that you can be. The, the way that we end up being the best is by being, a, you know, being a sponge for information. Let's just ask loads of questions. Let's contribute. Let's play full out, participate. You know, and that's something that, uh, you know, you, you, you guys, well, you have in, in abundance. So, you know, well done you. Well, I mean, I tell my guys here, it's okay to fail. You know, it's all right to fail. And if, if your best that you can be in your marketplace is, is you know, only billing 150, 200K a year, that's fine too, yeah. you know. You know, but, you know and if, but if that suits your butt, you know, um, as long as you're doing your best, can be the best, you know, and you're still becoming that student and learning every day, you know, moving forward. There's no good move. Yesterday's gone. Move forward every day. That's something we live by here. Great knowledge bomb. Thank you, Gary. Gary, listen, I'm going to ask you, you know, every behind every successful person in recruitment, there's generally been some adversity or some difficulty they've, ex they've experienced. Talk about the biggest failure you've had in that recruiting career. Um, all right. So I joined the, joined into recruitment. But this was probably three or four months into my world of recruitment. You know, I'm learning. I'm doing the training videos on my own, like most recruitment companies do. Sure. This account at a um, a mobile phone company. Uh, it was a massive account. They were going through a huge growth. I think uh, the UK guys will probably know who I'm talking about. Sure. Uh, and I think I went from kind of chasing chasing every client I possibly could and, and, and battling every. Uh, every objection I was that could possibly come uh, to getting this account, 40 requisitions, business analysts, project managers, everything. Nice. It's me made. I'm a made man now. I'm done. <laughs> I filled, you know, 10 of these 40 recs that they guarantee me every month and I'm, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire. Um, I placed one person in six months. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Um, now, I don't know whether that was down to attitude. I don't know what it was down to. But what I do know is that um, what came from that was a lot of hard work, a lot of 10, 10 o'clock at nights, um, probably 100 calls a day, um, at least five or six, seven, eight hours on the phone, a lot of presenting, 10 candidates a day. And I worked damn hard for a little or no return. And you can imagine for the owners of the company I was working for at the time, that's frustrating, right? So um, the eureka moment comes from that. A little bit, I think, because it quickly dawned on me, um, this isn't niche. I am throwing resumes at a, a, a wall, hoping they stick. Right. Um, I'm not getting any access to hiring managers. It was almost, it went against all the training that I was doing. Um, there was no direct contact with the hiring manager. It was through a VMS system. I was working through a HR person or, a, you know, HR are great, but you know, working through a kind of almost a VMS HR type person who was... Right was not knowledgeable, um, wasn't getting any feedback, didn't know what I was doing wrong. And it dawned on me straight at the Eureka moment was, okay, I'm dropping this and um, I'm going to try and find something a lot more niche. Right. That I can own, that I can, that I can drive, that I can develop and be, and be all about me. Uh, and I think we have to have a little bit of a selfish attitude in recruitment. We do have to be a little bit more um, self. Um, well, it's a self-driven business and we have to be very much more self. Um, and that's what I did. I found that niche market and I found another and another and another. And before you know it, within two years, we had another team of seven or eight. 
Uh, and we've gone on from there and IT works. I'm not saying as a result, because I think we're all of the same mindset of, sure. of need. But IT works are now, in my opinion, a, a lean, uh, mean niche machine, really. They are absolutely, um, the guys there are phenomenal. Um, and we're working in our niche markets. And we are the expert in our marketplace. And that was the eureka moment, I think. Gary, you know something, that's such a great story as well. Um, you know, the, 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 the realisation, working solidly, those, those long hours, those long days, and, you know, presumably weekends as well, and then to only have got, you know, sort of one success out of it, um, but then to have done something about it. And, I'm, I'm, you know, I think there'll be a lot of people that are watching this or listening to the podcast of this, and they'll say, okay, that's great. And, and they're in similar situations. You know, they keep doing it, doing it, doing it. They're working really hard, but not getting anywhere. Could you talk about how, you know, once you'd made that decision, the steps that you took with that client and, and then building up the rest of the business, could you just talk us through that? Um, yeah, rightly or wrongly, from that client perspective, we had a discussion around how can we work, how can we be, well, how can I be more effective for them? Right. You know, I had the presence of mind that, I kind of knew what I think the recruitment industry should be doing or what I should be doing as a, as a recruitment consultant. But I was getting these barriers, so I'm, I'm kind of almost challenging the training I've been giving, almost. Sure. Um, and the training was ample. It was just the way that client worked. Um, so we agreed that we didn't want to be part of their vendor list anymore. Um, and that, I must say, that is almost like a weight off your shoulders being able to say that. Um, and... What it did do by being in niche, we could pick and choose almost the vendors that we wanted to work with. Right. We were chasing, we weren't chasing um, our next deal, if you will. If you will, we were becoming more businessmen um, uh, and more experts in our specific market, and made us feel like we had ownership and we had we had uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We had a lot more control for sure. That's the that's something that once we realised that and got our first couple of deals in that niche market and built new niches. Um, you know, we are, we are quite a controlling now company in that respect. We control uh, the process. That's what the client's paying us for. We get a $20,000 fee uh, and the client wants to control the process. Well, that's fine, but uh, allow us to control it. They get a much better experience. And that's kind of where we, where we, uh, where we went from that. And um, what else it did for us is we were also contacted through reputation by another huge, huge, huge UK organization that were outside of our niche. And we turned them down, Roy. Um, nice. Although that it hurt a little bit because they are big and it'd be great to have on your resume, but sure. it wouldn't have given us the success. I think we learned from the lesson, and I think that's one of the key the key things that it gave us more so. Gary, yeah. again, you know, a really good explanation and thank you. I, I I I try and explain this to a lot of people that once you get that feeling of control. Uh, actually what it does is it changes your whole physiology you know it changes your state and what happens then is that you put out an air of confidence you know almost a, there's a different swagger there's a different walk and talk to the person and it's interesting because that's really attractive you know um, clients and candidates are attracted to that amount of confidence when you're successful everyone wants to deal with you and then being able to turn somebody away, you know, because it's not right business or, or whatever, again, it just creates this momentum, more confidence, more business coming to you. Um, yeah, and it's, and it pushes up everybody else, you know. Everyone, yeah, it's great. That, for me, I think, was the Eureka moment. That's what we did as a result of that Eureka moment. 
Um, it managed to refocus the business as opposed to what, our, what we were at the time, where um, we were the, the mouthful is that we were the only true IT recruitment business outside of Manchester in the northwest of the UK. <laughs> what it allowed us to refocus and become a lot more of a business company than just a, a, you know, an everyday recruitment business. Fantastic. Fantastic, Gary. Gary, look, you're over there in Atlanta. How do you motivate yourself and how do you motivate the people around you? What kind of things do you do on a daily basis to motivate yourself? We live on a, oh, I live personally on, on the self-developed three C's, consistency, credibility and continuity on everything that we do and I do. Um, I believe also that if you don't love what you're doing, don't do it. Um, it's not a job in sure. what you're doing. Uh, and I honestly do love this job. And I don't love it because of the money or because I... Do you know what, Roy? The worst thing is because I don't want to change people's lives. What I like, what I love about this job is we're working with game changers. All right? We're working with guys that, that uh, you know, make people... Make our cars cheaper to buy because the manufacturing processes are quicker. Or we're making... Um, um, oil and gas prices come down because we placed the right candidate in there and he's able to write software that does whatever it does. And, you know, we, we, we're working with game changers that make a massive difference, not just to, to me personally, but to the way we lead our lives. Um, Amazing. The way that the companies manufacture, the way that, um, you know, mobile phones act nowadays, apps. It's, it's, it, that's what I enjoy more than anything else, is working with the game changers. I'm, I'm actually um, speaking at an awards ceremony tomorrow night um, about that very, very thing, because, um, you know, people frown upon recruitment businesses, but I don't think uh, a lot of our companies frown on recruitment businesses. And I think some rightly, some wrongly, there's a lot of bad experiences that people have. But um, when it's done right, and I think we do do it right, we look at the whole thing as a different, the whole industry is a completely different beast. It's not a... It's not a recruitment industry, it's a services industry. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that for me, working with these game changers and uh, you know, how they affect our everyday lives is what, I, you know, what interests me more so. It's an amazing perspective actually, Gary, because, you know, and I've not heard that, you know, sort of expressed um, uh, so eloquently before. I, I remember somebody once saying to me, you know, meeting me, I think, three years after I'd placed them and saying to me, you know, Roy Ripper, you changed my life. And I didn't really get it. You know, I didn't get it for three years up until that point. Uh, I just saw people up until that point as placements. But then when I heard it from this person that, that uh, I changed his life, I changed the people around his, him, their lives, his family, his friends, his colleagues in the place that I placed him, um, it, it really does, and you know, and, and you're placing candidates that are, you know, as you said, that are changing not just the, the lives of people around them, but the lives of people in your communities and, and you know, mankind in general. Um, wow, I can see that that would be pretty inspirational. It is. I mean, I've had that the, the similar scenario that you mentioned before. His name's Paul. He's in the UK. He was a 21-year-old guy, debt up to his eyes, and. Yeah, I got satisfaction out of getting him his first contract. He went from a permanent job to a contract job, and you know, I got some satisfaction from that. And he's very—he's a very good friend of mine now. And he's now, you know, he bought his second house. He's got a car. Even his wife is secure. They've had their baby. You know, that all—that's all lovely. It is all, and I earn a good crust from it. I really—I'm not going to lie for you. But at the same time, um, 
you know you make friends in in this industry as well, and and, and it's great to see those guys make a, make you know make their path as well. It's almost yeah. like you're, they're growing up, right? Nice story, nice, a really nice story about Paul there. Um, Gary, I'm going to get you to look into your crystal ball, if you can, uh, looking ahead to the future of recruitment. How do you see the industry shaping up over the next five years? Um, I see this industry. I'll tell you what I, what I see. And, and this might go against what a lot of people think. I think the industry is going to grow. It's growing and growing. It, uh, certainly as we come out of this, this major recession we've had, we, everyone thinks we're out of it. I think we're still coming out of it. And I think we're going to have some good, really good times, probably by like 2018 and so on. I think we're going to hopefully have another dot-com type boom. I mean, we've not seen one of them now for nearly 15 years. And uh, I think we're due something around the corner. And when you start looking at stuff that's going on with phones and, I mean, I've read last night that they've also got a, a, a tablet now that you can fold up and put in your pocket. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff like that. Crazy. But what I actually think it means for, for you and I is I think you'll see a lot more you and I's coming in, coming around the corner. I think it's, um, although, yes, we've got this, the, the Gen X, Gen Y, baby boomer, millennials and so on. I think that they're all, that's great. and We can label people as much as we want to. But yeah. the way of doing things, the old way that we used to do it, uh, will be the way of doing it. I think, like you mentioned before, being on the phone is the way to do it. It's not going to be all about social media. Yes, we can't ignore it, but I think um, those people that are going to be most successful are those that's got a little bit of life skills um, uh, and maybe some background in, in, in other, other areas, maybe. That's where I think, I think it'll become more professional services than uh, it'll be viewed a lot more favorably. Yeah. Um, that. But I think, I think, uh, as old uh, baby boomers, I think our time's going to come back again. I think I really do see that. I see that in the US, there's uh, yes. yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, uh, the 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 average age of a recruitment consultant here in the US is of over thirty. I don't know if you know that. I didn't uh, know that. Over thirty. Um, you know, there aren't many grads getting involved in recruitment uh, over here anyway, um, and that's something I'm trying to change. But. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's time, as old boys, it's about time we got back involved, you know. <laughs> well, Gary, if you need any vets at all, uh, you know, veterans, I'm, 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 I'm right on the plane, I'll, I'll be out to you. <laughs> um, Gary, it's interesting as well, you say there about the, um, you know, almost going back to, uh, the, the, you know, good old fashioned recruiting skills. It's interesting because I, I look at, you know, different business models, I look at, you know, supermarkets and, we went from you know small corner shops and you know minimal ranges to these huge you know uh, big warehouses almost and millions and millions of different lines of choice and all of a sudden some of the the, the most successful um, you know food outlets the uh, you know whole foods and stuff it's almost like when I look back in sorry when I look at those units and and, and uh, retailers now. They're almost like the old-fashioned corner shops, you know. They'll put fresh produce out, and they're spraying it with water to make it. It's all about fresh, and um, you know, people on on hand to deliver customer service. It's amazing. I think I agree with you. I think there'll be this real shift towards um, it's customer service, isn't it? Selling skills, customer service, the human interaction. Uh, and if technology can help that, then all the better. But uh, no, here, here, I'm, I'm, I like your vision. Um, <laughs> it's a round world, right? So, uh, I mean, we saw flares come back in the 90s, didn't we? So, 
did they? <laughs> um, Gary, listen, thank you for that. I, um, I'm really keen to move you into the lightning round now. Um, I need to ask you, Gary, are you ready for the lightning round? Yes, I am. Bring it yeah. on, okay. <laughs> So, Gary, my question to you is, what's the number one thing that you see holding back recruiters from being more successful? It's easy, Roy. Um, it's themselves, the boundaries that they think that they have, um, and attitude. Um, certainly from the junior recruiters, we go through a problem, and I went through a seminar, actually, we talked about this. Um, the problem that we have is, at the start of people's careers, we train them to work, not to be recruitment consultants. And that's something that's not an enjoyable experience for anybody. And that turns a lot of people off recruitment. Yeah. Also the boundaries that they think that they have. Um, you're never going to have a, another business where it's going to almost feel like you own your business. In recruitment, you own your market, your sales, your recruitment, your, your, your invoice, everything. You have back office and you have support and you have mentors and you have managing directors that support you and them types of things. It's the only industry I can think of where you feel you're going to feel like you own the business. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, um, we've had some fun in the past and likened it to, you know, the Jerry Maguire where he owns the football agent, that type of thing. And it really can be that way. Yeah. Um, maybe not as extravagant, but they're, um, you know, they're at their own personal, personal um, attitudes towards, uh, for example, phoning a client more than once in a day. Um, they won't want to do that because they don't want to feel like they're bothering somebody. Yeah. That's the difference between success and not being successful or being as successful as you can be um, only stands with your own uh, ideals, I think. Yeah. And if you have many of those or if they're restrictive to you, then it, um, honestly, recruitment isn't the right industry for you because um, you, 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 you're gonna, you'll end up hating coming to work because people are wondering why you're not making the calls you should be making or you're not asking the questions you should be asking. Yeah. I always feel like you've got somebody in your ear. Um, if you you need to be open-minded massively and, and you know, um, listen as much as you talk and, and, and you'll do fine in recruitment. But that three things I feel are the, are the things that stop recruiters doing well in this business. Now, I've seen it. I've, I've trained over 100, under 100 people and you and I have talked about this previously as well. And um, that's what it comes down to. It's the only reason that people don't do very well that I see. Yeah, and no, I see that too, Gary. You're absolutely right. It's self-imposed limitations and it's interesting because some of the people that we know that that absolutely just smash it it's almost like no one's told them that they can't do it and because no one's told them they're not telling themselves and they just go for it in such a big way and and, and they achieve big big results so yeah no i would agree with that one uh, sorry go on gary that one i think also internal training i, I think that a lot of us go through you know, we go through a DVD, DVD training or we do something um, and then it stops. Yeah. A bunch of people. You know, it's almost like, well, we've been trained. We know how to do it. We can make a million dollars this year. Um, it doesn't work that way. You, know, you need to always be a student of your marketplace, continually be a student, whether that be from the technology, whether that be from different techniques. Um, I would recommend anybody in the world of recruitment that have done at least a year to become the trainer, yeah. internal trainer. Um, you know, and be not so much become a mentor, but pick up the training of DVDs and try and train them yourself simply because that honed your skills yourself. And that was a big thing for me. It, it's an interesting one, Gary. People ask me, you know, how, how do you get to mastery? 
um, you know, how do you achieve levels of mastery? And, and it is through teaching others, you know, as you say, it's like it's one thing to know your craft, but the moment that you start teaching that to others, it, it takes your own, uh, you know, knowledge and learning onto a different level. And, and you know, that's how people achieve mastery. Um, Gary, I'm keen to ask you, what's the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Um, a couple. One is young, when I was early into it, I think, I remember who said it to me now, it was about elevate yourself. Elevate yourself in everything you do. Elevate yourself. Um, we talk about elevated pitches, of course, in your training, but uh, being one of them, but that being a, a good significant area, elevate yourself above the, the competition. Yeah. Um, know what your competitors are doing and, and be better than them. Um, and do you know what? It's the easiest industry to do that because everybody advertises their wares. Um, also, be a student of your market. I mentioned that. Yeah. I can't, I can't um, express that enough. Um, no one person knows everything about recruitment, knows every angle or every way to influence decisions and so on. Um, and never two situations are the same. So you always become a student of your market. The minute you think that you know it all, or the minute that somebody gives you a piece of advice and you kind of say, do you know what? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Then you're, you're probably coming towards the end of your time in recruitment, right? So, but then them two in particular, ones that I really, really kind of grasped hold of. Yeah. Wise words, Gary. Thank you for sharing those. Um, Gary, what are you using in your business right now, either in the business or personally, um, that's working brilliantly? And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe it's a piece of software, maybe it's an app on your phone, maybe it's a system that you you guys use internally, but something that's working brilliantly for you or your business right now. Okay, um, so we've just adopted Bullhorn from a CRM perspective, so that's quite fun getting that configured. It's, <laughs> Better than what we've got, uh, what, what we previously had. Um, so that's quite fun to be able to tailor the system to your business and, and do some tweaks around that. So that I hope is going to work well. Um, uh, yeah, that's, I think that work, will, will work very well. We've got some champions here and some champions back in the UK that I think will uh, will see us through. Good. Well, wasn't wasn't that painful a time, but we we got there in the end. Um, what do we? What else do we do personal, personally? I'm a big um, I love all this motivational video stuff. Um, I don't know if anyone knows the likes of Jim Ron and uh, guys like those. And, you know, um, Mateus, um, what's it, Mateus M, M-A-T-E-U-S-Z. Okay. Um, he does some fantastic motivational videos. Not because I need motivating. I think you can tell I don't. But I just love to hear that stuff. You know, I just like to hear the, the motivational speak, some of the, the phrases and the words and so on like that. And not because I'd like to plagiarize or use them. It just, you know, I don't need much. I don't need much dragging out of bed in the morning. But uh, you know, it's nice to hear. It just peps me up that little bit more, gets me going a bit more. And you know what? The guys here love it. Love it as well. Those people that think it's not cool, it's not cool to fail either. So it, anything, anything and everything, right? So, um, and what else we do? Training. Um, I'm a bit of a big advocate of continuous training um, and structure around that. So. Um, we, we train same time, same week, every week, um, same time, same, same, same time, same place every week. Good. Uh, and we do start to finish, but then we also look at the gaps of individuals and we also, um, we do a lot of collaborative training here. So we all get involved. We use it just as a subject matter 
but then we discussed the right way to do things um, and the techniques in doing that, uh, and we're seeing the successes. Brilliant, Gary. And um, I think the, the person that you referred to in terms of those uh, videos, Mateus, I think that's on YouTube, isn't it? There are free, uh, Mateus has a free video channel and, and uh, posts lots of motivational videos there. Yeah, free YouTube channel, um, uh, uses clips from films and so on, and binds them all together with some good music. And, it, and it's good, you know, we can relate to it all as well in recruitment. Um, there are some tacky phrases in recruitment. Do you know what? Bring them on. I love them. So. <laughs> the oldies are the goodies. Um, <laughs> uh, let me ask you another question, um, Gary. What's the best business book that you've ever read? I'm not a big book reader. However, I mean, I've read, uh, the last one I read was The Wolf of Wall Street. Very good. Uh, not the, not the, the film version, the actual uh, Jordan Belfort uh, book. Um, well, just because I like that type of thing, you know, I read, uh, read recently again um, the Paul Gascoigne story, Daft of a Brush. Yeah. Um, only because I was unpacking here from the move to the UK and found it. I thought, Christ, yeah, you know, it reminded me back of a holiday I had in '95. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was good. Um, it was good to read that again. And, and you know, it, it was good. But one that I've um, picked up recently, and I can't remember, it's called Hyper Sales Growth. Okay. By a guy called named Jack Daly. Okay. I was at a seminar recently with the um, uh, staffing industry analyst, and he was one of the speakers. And uh, I got his book, and uh, I started turning the page on that one. So, yeah. Fan fantastic. And Gary, I'm, I'm going to search out that one, that last one that you recommended. I read the other two, but um, I'm going to search out that one. Um, Gary, we're coming towards the end, but I I'm really keen to find out from you. If you woke up tomorrow morning, Armed with all of the experience and the knowledge that you've got, um, but IT Works Recruitment Inc. wasn't around, and you had to start all over again. What would you do? What are you know? What are the first steps that you take if you had to start all over again? I think, well, honestly, I think we'd probably do what we're doing now, but quicker. Um, you know, our Achilles heel sometimes is, has always been that you know we want to do it right. Want to, you know, we haven't always taken the risk, if you will, and and timing is everything. We've we've grown organically. And something that has, um, since being here, certainly in the U.S., is that out, we weren't sure if they were going to adopt our model over here or not. And that was always a concern. And I worked extensively hard from the U.K. for, for a good 18 months before moving out here. Uh, and actually, the model fits probably better here than it does in the U.K. They appreciate that a lot more um, in our arena. So I would have probably moved over here a lot earlier, a lot sooner. So therefore, we'd be further down the line than we are now. Um, and I would probably have got a little bit more in, involved in how best to hire recruitment consultants myself because <laughs> they are the worst people for hiring recruitment consultants, you know, and that, that's, that's ridiculous. But I would have been better at that because I'm not saying that we've had a lot of failures, but I think um, you know, we may have let some people through our fingers over the past and so on, but I'd have probably done a little bit more training for myself on that. That would have been one of my key things. Hey, hey listen, Gary, you're not alone in that. I think it's a kind of a perennial... Uh, challenge that all recruitment business owners all over the world face. So there'll be a few people nodding along to uh, to your admission there. Um, Gary, listen, we are coming to an end, sadly. Um, but do you have one final piece of advice before we go? And also, how can people get in touch with you after watching this or listening to this podcast? Um, people can get in touch with me at any time through LinkedIn. Um, Gary Dito on LinkedIn It's pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to take calls from anybody uh, if they want to take uh, 
if they, if they want my ear for anything, you know, I'm chargeable and, you know, just, just if somebody's got a piece of, wants some advice on something or somebody wants some to know what we did or, you know, I'm happy to, to share our experience and, our, and mine and our stories. Um, the biggest piece of advice I would give anybody is um, just don't give up. Um, it's okay to fail. Um, just don't keep doing it. Learn from your mistakes. Um, but keep on training. And I, I know that's probably music to your ears, Roy, a little bit. But <laughs> And it really isn't a plug. But, I know. But honestly, it's, it's that one the one thing that I did was I decided to pick it up and, and, and do the training. You know, and I think you and I were engaged at roughly the same time. Yeah. And, and it just made me so much. I was, I was a 300K a year biller then back then, 300 pounds a year. Uh, and then when I decided, and I was managing teams and training at the same time. Um, but then I picked up the training and it just, it was almost like it sharpened my skills. I didn't have to pick up the phone as much. I didn't, it left me more time to do things. Yeah. It, People bought in a lot more to what I was saying and what my advice was and so on. And it just gave me a, a, a sense of, 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 I don't know, I, I knew what I was talking about. And that's probably gone about seven years ago now. But sure. I just kind of knew what I was doing and what I was talking about. And, and, I, and I believed in what we were doing. It just could give me a whole, another sense of, of achievement within the recruitment industry. And I would recommend to anybody, uh, as, long as, anybody as long as you've been through the training yourself and you've tried the techniques, um, pick it up and, and deliver that training and, and you'll find a whole different aspect to it. That probably would be my biggest thing. We're Brilliant. doing that. Brilliant. And Gary, look, I've known you, I, you know, for everyone that's watching or listening to this, this isn't just somebody kind of, you know, paying lip service to it. I, you know, I've known Gary a number of years. It's exactly what he does. He's one of the keenest students in the room, but he's also really generous in terms of uh, of that knowledge. So always passing it on. So his his offer out to everybody there was was genuine. I know it is. Um, is <laughs> Gary, listen. I just uh, on behalf of everybody at Recruiters Live Lounge, I just want to thank you so much for taking time to to join us in the Live Lounge today. Thank you. No worries, Roy. Thanks for your, thanks very much for the opportunity. It's been great. It's my my absolute pleasure. And listen to everyone that's watching this or listening to this to make sure that you keep getting these episodes delivered to your inbox or delivered to your mobile device. Go on to recruiterslivelounge.com and make sure that you subscribe. If you're listening to this podcast, get onto iTunes and again, click subscribe. You'll get those episodes delivered straight to you. Looking forward to catching up with you in the next Live Lounge interview. See you soon. Thanks, Roy. This episode is sponsored by Glover Daniels. Glover Daniels delivers fast and flexible recruitment research solutions to leading multinational companies and executive search consultancies around the world. They are able to deliver first-class results on your executive search assignments in a fraction of the usual time, which can also save you money. Go to gloverdaniels.com forward slash rec live lounge to find out more and start talking to them today.